Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for today's episode is randomized control trial of a spectacle lens for macular degeneration. I'm Joe Laborde, and it is my pleasure to host today's broadcast. With me is Dr. Greg Hopkins as our topical expert and editor. And now it's my pleasure to start the broadcast. Welcome to this episode of the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. Today, I'm with our topical expert and our topical editor for today's episode is none other than Dr. Greg Hopkins from the Ohio State University College of Optometry. Today's topic is randomized control trial of a spectacle lens for macular degeneration. Welcome, Dr. Hopkins. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's great to be uh, behind the camera. It's our pleasure. So let's dig right in then. So isn't it a natural for patients with macular degeneration to hope for better glasses? I mean, that is just human nature. Um, I think for patients with macular degeneration, maybe their entire lives, they've had this pattern of experience where, you know, they, they have a problem with their vision and the eye doctor gives them some glasses. And um, for that reason, I try to follow um, a model put down by one of the grandmothers of low vision, um, Eleanor Fay, and she said in her really important book on the topic of low vision, um, her mantra was sort of glasses first, show, show patients the glasses, and then you can start to move, connect with them and move into uh, the magnifying glasses that you hold in your hand um, or, or um, some of the other interventions that we have. Um, and you know, I think it's a really important approach because it, it demonstrates to people when they ask for stronger glasses, what are they going to receive? And, mm -hmm. and what that generally means for people is stronger glasses equals, uh, I have to hold things much closer now. And, and because I can get them closer, um, they're bigger. But now you know, the downside is you're roped into this closer viewing distance. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask, so what is the, what, what's so appealing about these special e-scoop glasses on the market? Well, they, um, they attempt to break those laws of optics by providing uh, magnification in, in a single lens um, without bulkier telescopes attached to the glasses. Because, you know, the only other way to get magnification at intermediate or distance um, without getting closer is um, to use a telescope system to achieve that. And so they also um, try to mix in some other optical properties um, that I, I just, I, this study shows um, or demonstrates that you know, they just haven't proven to be very potent. Mm, okay. So what are exactly the claims made by the manufacturer of these glasses then? Well, they're supposed to, they're supposed to magnify by using thick lens afocal optics. So, so basically, um, uh, Optometrists are familiar with this already, patients are not, but um, they do know it uh, in, in the form of Coke bottle glasses. Mm. So if you have a really thick lens, um, you can actually uh, change the size of the image a slight amount, um, maybe 10%. We use this oftentimes for a clinical condition called um, uh, anisoconia. And so we're trying to change the image sizes, um, but uh, we optometrists know that this is a very small impact. Uh, maybe about 10%, which would be, you know, in, in telescopic terms, a 1.1x telescope. 
Um, the other thing they do is they try to shift the image to a better part of the retina using prisms. And I guess that sounds great on the surface, but I just, you know, if we go back to the basic definition of what a prism is, a prism diopter means we've moved the, the image over one centimeter if it's one meter away. So I don't know about you, but um, if I was to retest my patient with low vision um, and move their eye chart over a few centimeters or up a few centimeters, I really wouldn't expect to get better vision just by shifting the chart around. Um, the other thing that they add, um, another component to this sort of cocktail of, of glasses is um, they want to enhance contrast using yellow filters, which is a decent approach, but um, you can't really enhance anything with the filter. All you can do is kind of block glare. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, the anti-glare coating that they include on the glasses is their sort of final component that they advertise. Um, each of these things helps out a little, but unfortunately, I don't feel that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And this paper kind of shows these lenses work as they expect them to. They do what they're supposed to do, but it only gives people about one or two more letters uh, on the eye chart um, from that slight amount of magnification. Mm, okay. So then I have to ask, um, you know, with, with all that said, why are these products still on the market? Well, I, I, it's a really good question, um, Joe. And I, I guess it just sort of speaks to the purpose of um, this clinical podcast series that uh, the Academy Foundation is trying to support, we want to encourage, and I don't want to speak entirely for <laughs> the entire Academy Foundation, but my understanding is we want to encourage optometrists to practice evidence-based uh, optometric eye care, make sound patient management recommendations based upon the science, Joe. Well, thank you so much. Thanks again for joining us on this series, on uh, this episode, and we hope to see you again soon on another. My pleasure. Thanks so much. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen. Thank you.